This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Nat Spring Training Live. From Duffy's Sports Grill in West Palm Beach, Florida, on 106.7 The Fan. And hello everybody from Duffy's Sports Grill in downtown West Palm Beach on Clematis Street. Welcome to our first edition of National Spring Training Live. Charlie Slows, Dave Jagler with you here for the next hour on 106.7 The Fan. And it looks as though we have a pretty nice gathering of Nationals fans here. So, folks, why don't you let the, the folks in D.C. hear you? Let them know how many people came out to the show tonight. There you go. We have a good gathering for the first of our four shows, and we have uh, Nationals player guests, including our first one, who's right alongside us, David Stone Garrett. It's good to have a repeat. He was, hey. on, he was on the show last year and uh, obviously had a terrific first season with the Nationals. So, you know, I guess we were good luck. He decided to come back. This is how we got to know you last year doing this show. Yeah, if I have to do this to have the season I had last year, then I'll do it every single time. Nice. <laughs> well, we, we know that your season came to an abrupt end in August when you tried to make a catch at Yankee Stadium going back to the wall, and, and you suffered a broken leg in two places that ended your season. Uh, how many times have you relived that play thinking about whether you would have done anything differently? Zero, honestly. I didn't. I didn't think about it at all. I watched it twice after it happened. I just moved on to the rehab process. And here you are about ready to get back on the field. Yeah, uh, very close, very close. Been doing everything except playing in the game, so it's, it's coming soon. You, you just said yeah, it's the six-month milestone. So do you feel like you're on schedule, ahead of schedule? Yeah, it happened six months ago today. Um, the rehab time's six to eight months. So, I mean, ahead of schedule, I, I don't think I was supposed to be running uh, bases as soon as I have been. So... You know, no need to rush it, but um, definitely had a schedule. You think about what you had to go through in the rehab. You spent all winter in, in D.C. Was that so you could do everything you needed to do with the Nationals medical staff? Yeah, um, Harvey Sharman, medical staff, from Europe. So he's been in Premier League soccer, handling legs, you know, his whole life. So I decided to stay there all offseason, D.C., Navy Yard, uh, and work out with him and then Dale Gilbert as well. Uh, we got after it, and they got me in the right spot. So what was the progression? I mean, when, when were you able to kind of first you – know, we, we saw you at the end of the year, and you had you kind of had that that's the rolling scooter where you'd, you'd have one leg on the ground and you'd, you'd roll your – you know, put your foot and roll around. When, what were kind of the milestones that you had to meet and 
And when was that first day you could get rid of that thing and get rid of the crutch and kind of walk on two feet? Yeah, so I was in a boot for three weeks, and then we started moving around. I was on that scooter for a while, I think, till November. And then one day I was like, you know, I'm tired of the scooter. I'm just going to walk to the field. And I limped to the field four blocks. Uh, <laughs> and then I was limping for about a good month, uh, walking with crutches and then walking without crutches. And then we started running on the treadmill uh, and then running uh, just on the turf. And now we're sprinting, running around bases, tracking down fly balls in the outfield. In a way, you spent most of your rehab that was the off season. You missed the final month of the year, but I think it would have been harder if you have an injury early in the year and, and you're, you're missing, you're watching the season go by. Right. I think I broke it at the perfect time. There's a time to break it. It was, you know, a month ago in the season. Still got to play majority of the season, and now we're pretty much ready to play in spring training games. So I think it was at the perfect time that it happened. The unfortunate thing at the timing, though, was you know, for most of the year, you're, you're primarily getting time to play against left-handed pitching. And then you got some success against right-handed pitching. And kind of at that moment, you're kind of getting to play every day. I mean, that was the opportunity you would, you would long for. So in that respect, I mean, it was, it was very tough timing. I, I think I kind of felt you feeling that when, when you were very emotional coming off the field. Yeah, um, I was very emotional. Um, you know, role players start the year facing yep. left-handed pitching, uh, come in late for defense, and then August got in there against righties and had great success. Um, so it was tough when it happened because I was rolling – um, I felt like the team was rolling as well. Um, so it was definitely tough, and knowing the process that rehab was about to be. Yeah. It was a new team for you last year coming over from Arizona. You actually started the year in AAA. An injury early on got you to the big leagues, and you were able to find your way with this club. And, and as Dave and you just mentioned, get to the point where you're playing just about every day against all comers. Now it's your second year. There's a comfort level with where you are in the organization. There were some changes. There's new coaches. And, of course, the, the camp this year has a lot of the young players who were those late-inning call-ups to fill out a roster for games, coming, seeing James Wood and, and uh, Darren Baker. Now a lot of these young guys are all in camp. Wood hit another home run today. We watched him two days in a row. My goodness, can he swing. He's a beast. He is a beast. I think he's had, like, six home runs in spring training. The guy's a beast. And, you know, he goes. he's a true professional, shows up early, gets his work done in the weight room, and then handles himself well on the field. Yeah, it's pretty amazing to, to watch his batting practice as a show. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, he knows the power he has, but when you see him working the cage, he's working opposite field, and then, you know, if he catches one out front, he's going out to right field. But uh, true professional when it comes to hitting. So for your process, I mean, so much of it was getting getting you know, healing and, and physical, so you weren't getting as much time as you would in a normal offseason to work on baseball skills. What was the timetable as far as just throwing and, and hitting and and trying to get back in, in baseball condition. So that was a good thing. Um, I started hitting around the same time I would hit uh, during a healthy offseason. Oh, wow. Which was end of November, December, early December. Um, it was a little tentative, like on the, the leg, you know, a little tender uh, to start. But after two weeks, it felt normal. Uh, throwing was same schedule, mid-December, early January. So that was when it came down to breaking it at the time I did. That was, you know, I got lucky uh, when it comes to the schedule of, baseball progression but now we're still we have not seen you yet in a grapefruit league game you've, you've been out able to do all the drills defensive drills what the next step is to get on the field and, and test it in a game and get in, in game shape how, how do you think that's going to play out are you are you sure yet do you know yet yeah uh for me the biggest thing about spring training is just getting at bats and i've been getting lives on the backfields uh you know the game it's all about a bat still to me so you know, when I can take at-bats in a controlled environment, why not get on the backfield, you know, six at-bats a day? 
Um, I think the games are coming soon. I can't give you an exact date, but the leg feels great. I know I could go out there and play. Uh, a couple innings, you know, and progress through spring training, but there's no need to rush it right now. All right, so if you're getting six at-bats a day, give us some scouting report on some of these pitchers. Yeah, uh, the guy you're about to have next, DJ Hurst, really good changeup. Uh, talked to him a lot in the locker room. Great guy, uh, very humble. Uh, I look forward to, you know, seeing him pitch. Yeah, I was talking with Nassim Nunez, terrific young defensive player. We've watched the past couple of days, Rule 5 player from the Marlins organization. While he was in A last year, playing for the Marlins. He faced D.J. Hurds when he was still in the Cubs organization, and so he was telling me it's the best changeup he'd ever seen as a hitter. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. I faced him probably a week ago, and it's solid. He keeps everything in the bottom of the zone, which makes his changeup that more effective. What's your take on the talent level in camp this year, say, as compared to last year? Yeah, I mean, I don't really remember much from last year because I didn't know anybody, uh, but this year it's solid. You know, he Cruz, Wood, Hurds. Um, Lipscomb, Baker, Nunez, um, all those guys. I don't really, I'm not really familiar with the other pitchers, but um, it's solid. Um, reminds me when I was back with the D-backs and they had McCarthy, Alec Thomas, Corbin Carroll, those guys. So it, it's definitely solid. On the way, right? On yeah, the, in the right direction. The way, for sure. Exciting. So I mean, one thing about you when, when you weren't around at the end of the season, you know, I, your your locker is right there, kind of by the entrance of where we all walk in, and so every day, you know, I I, I talk about. Instead of talking about baseball, I talk about golf yeah. with you. And you are an avid, avid golfer. Now, you're, you're trying to improve at the game. I don't know if you're, you know, you have to, you have to work your way up to be a big leaguer. I don't know if you're going to work your way up to the senior tour. It's a game that's very difficult to master. How tough was it to not be able to swing a golf club? That was a tough part. Um, like I said, I got hurt with a month left. So, you know, you're trying to make all these plans to play golf in the offseason. And when it happened. It was the worst time for your, your golf game. Yeah. It might have been okay for your baseball. It was the worst time for my golf game. Couldn't yeah. get lessons or anything. So it happened. I knew my leg was broken. I knew I was done for the season. And then I was like, well, I can't play golf now. So I was super <laughs> bummed about that. Um, didn't really get to play. Played a couple rounds in December and January in D.C. And the last round I played, it, it snowed. In the day, I was like, I, all right, that's my last that, round that, in That D. tells D. me that you're really – like. If, You've got to be overly serious about golf to play when it snows. Yeah, I don't think it was supposed to snow. That's the thing. But it snowed. It snowed, <laughs> and I couldn't feel my hands. And I think I, I stopped after like ten holes. But wow. Yeah. So is that how many winters have you ever spent cold weather, cold cities like Washington D.C.? That was my very first one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted snow. I got snow. That was a great snow day. Uh, <laughs> drove around the city, so that was pretty cool. Didn't get to go sledding, but uh, got snow, and then I got out of there. First time for snow? Uh, no, it was probably second to third. Second or third. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the other was a game in Colorado, right? It's <laughs> yeah, that, I forgot about that one, yeah. I've had some games in Reno and AAA okay. two years ago that it snowed, but that was the first time where the snow fell on the ground and stuck. So how, how much different is the golf swing and the baseball swing? My golf swing's so bad it doesn't affect my baseball swing. So. <laughs> so, so some, guys are, you know, some guys are worried about golfing during the season that it would affect their baseball swing. Yeah, that's funny. I was at the range today, and a guy was like, this doesn't affect your, your baseball swing. I was like, dude, it's so bad. It, it, doesn't, it has no effect on my baseball swing. I, I, I have, when you hit it right, though, you do very cruel things to a Titleist. Yeah. You can hit it a long way. Oh, yeah, I can hit a long way. Now, you it might, doesn't you always might be, go straight. You might be searching for it. Yeah. In, in different areas that we, that most of us mortals never see on a golf course. Yeah, it, it doesn't if always you don't go hit straight, it straight. But it, and my caddy lets me hear it. McKenzie Gore always lets me hear it. He makes it look so easy, and it's not easy for me. I think my swing speed's maybe a little higher, so, you know, room for error is a little smaller. But, yeah. you know, it's, it doesn't always go straight, but when it does, it keeps coming back. Okay. We're visiting with Stone Garrett, Nationals outfielder, who has uh, come back from that uh, – very serious broken leg injury, and, you know, we, we hated it. I saw a hockey player – 
about two weeks ago suffered the exact same injury and it made me think of you and and he went they took him off the same way they took you off and he's got to go through all this they're talking about him not playing until sometime next december the long same kind of long road back uh, these kind of injuries are tough but you know they say in a lot of ways it's better to break a bone than to tear all the ligaments and tendons but you did have some damage to your ankle too didn't you yeah so when i broke it i felt my shin break and then they x-rayed the ankle and i tore a ligament in my ankle and I tore my shin off my ankle. So there's a little bit of both. Uh, but like I said, our medical staff has been on me, and they pushed me to, you know, limits I didn't know I had inside of me. Uh, so it, it feels healthy now, and now it's just going out there and doing it and trusting the, the work that we put in. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty confident I'll be back out there soon, and I look forward to it. It seems like you let your upper body go. I mean, you know, as you yeah, sit right. on the table. <laughs> Stone. <laughs> my goodness. Are you, yeah, you, you could work on your upper body while you're – yeah, well, you your can legs still do that, rehabbing. right? I did my push-ups. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I like go. where I'm at. Are, are you <laughs> at the point where when you're out on the field, whatever you're doing, that you not even think that you don't think about the leg anymore? Yeah, when I'm out there point? with the guys, I'm not even thinking about it. It's just going and doing it. Like I said, it's it's back, and it's just trusting it now. I think the last 10% is all mental. Have you slid yet? yet? I, yeah, I did. We had sliding drills the other day, and I slid. Yeah. Nice. That's what I thought. Okay. We're going to take a break. We're visiting with Stone Garrett. You're listening to Nationals Spring Training Live here from Duffy's Sports Grill on Clematis Street in West Palm Beach. And we will continue with more with Stone Garrett right here on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Nat Spring Training Live from Duffy's Sports Grill in West Palm Beach, Florida on 106.7 The Fan. Swing and a long drive to left field. This is deep. Carroll going back, way back in the warning track at the wall, and it is gone. Goodbye. A grand slam for Stone Garrett. Here's the set and the pitch. Swing a fly ball, deep left. This is going to be a grand slam. It is long gone. And the Nationals lead 4-3. to three. Stone Garrett brings them all in with a grand slam, his fifth home run of the season on the very first pitch from Suarez. And the Nationals are in front for the first time today. Stone Garrett with those two slams last year. Charlie Slows, Dave Jagler with you here from Duffy Sports Grill on Clematis. Downtown West Palm Beach visiting with Stone Garrett. DJ Hers, Nationals do left-handed pitcher, will join us in a bit. But those are two of the big highlights of the year. And I'm sure that first Grand Slam, when I said back goes, is going out of Corbin Carroll that you mentioned, your former teammate in the Arizona organization, hitting one over his head for a slam. Yeah, that was great. That was off my best friend, Tommy Henry. So we were roommates <laughs> for a couple of years. Uh, 
And then we actually played golf the next morning after that. So that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Was he a little ornery at you, I'm assuming? Oh, 100%. I saw him at a wedding two months ago, and he still, still talking can't believe it. it. Yeah. He thought I knew it was coming. Uh, well, the funny thing, you faced – that was like the you faced the, the D-backs because there was a series in Phoenix. I think you faced him, right? And then faced him again in, in D.C. And then they had to come back because of that postponement. Did, didn't you face him again? Yeah, I did. You faced I him did. three games. No home runs. No yeah. home runs that time. But he got me. Yeah, but you got you got the big one. You yeah. brought them all in. And I got the ball too. So, <laughs> did you have him sign it? Not yet. Not yet. Uh, not yet. Oh yeah, he's gonna sign it for sure. <laughs> so you know, Arizona obviously had a, a real nice season. What was the feeling like watching them go all the way to the National League pennant in the World Series? Yeah, I was happy for those guys. You know, when I was over there, I was always preached do the you know the little things right, especially against the Dodgers. Um, they kind of handled us when I was over there, and uh, it was good to see them take those guys down. And you know, you know the work they, they put in because they're still your buddies, and you know you see them work in the off season. So that was awesome to see. Yeah, you see a young team that was able to get there, maybe not win a hundred games, but with the new system of wild cards, get in like that and almost win it all. Yeah, yeah. A lot of guys got called up. I think the coolest part was seeing Brandon Flock come in because we all knew about him going up in the minors yep. and. Uh, you know, to see him, to see what he did uh, when he got called up and in the playoffs was awesome. The manager regrets taking him out of that game, doesn't he? Yeah, Brandon can go deep, so I'd, I'd leave him in there. You <laughs> he know. even said he'd never do it again. He yeah. regretted taking him yeah, out of the he game. He has that attitude where he wants to get it done. You know, the, uh, you look at the at, at the Diamondbacks and, and your, your friend Tommy Henry. Didn't he Didn't he get hurt? Does he, did he have? Yeah, he, he went on the IL. Um, he's back now. I just okay. saw him like, at the wedding a month ago, like I said, and uh, – I think he's feeling pretty good. All right. Well, you're gonna hopefully have a rematch here. Oh, we're definitely season. gonna have a rematch. I'm looking forward to it. Now what? Now did you did you beat him in golf too? Or? No, he shoots like high 70s. So oh, that, <laughs> there's that's not even a yeah, he, thought. He, didn't, he yeah. didn't take it easy on you that that's day. That's not even a thought. Yeah. Who who else on our club is are really good golfers? Riley Adams and Mackenzie Gore. Yeah, those two guys. So those sure. two guys are pretty solid. Because this club has been known for having some really good golfers. Well, yeah. I mean, back in the day, uh, uh, Clippard and Storin played before every game. And they, 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 they'd be catching late bus. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always the pitchers. Yeah, always the pitchers. Yeah. Always the pitchers. They can get away Craig with it. Craig Stammen. That's right. Stammen as well. Just retired. Uh, take a job now with, with, the, the, with, the, with Padres. the Padres. Yep. yep. We, have, we have had a history of really good golfers on this club. So are you on a set schedule right now that's different than anybody else or you know you just see what they have lined up when you show up at the park each morning yeah for sure uh get in there get in the training room get in the weight room fire up the ankle uh we still you know we're still rehabbing um just firing it up try to time it up right before stretch and then go out there and stretch and then do everything with the team so you have a separate program for your leg more for the ankle than the, the bone is healed so you're talking more for the ankle. Yeah, everything's healed. Ankle's healed, legs healed, um, everything's healed. But it's more like just warming it up. You know, it needs a little more attention, um, just stretching it out. Um, so it just needs, you know, 20 minutes before we go out there and stretch, and then it feels, you know, ready to go. Is that going to be a routine for, for a while for you? For you sure. Think? It'll definitely be a routine uh, throughout the season, uh, especially in the colder months. And, you know, as the season goes on, it's going to progress as well. It's going to take less time. But just staying on top of it, you know, just staying on top of it. Uh, so, you know, there's going to be information throughout the season. Just staying on top of that as well. And just getting it stretched out, ready to go before games. So it's really going to be a wait and see on how it reacts to see how often you could play back-to-back -back initially or, or, you know, if you play four or five days in a row, 
what you need a day or two. Yeah, I, I'm pretty confident in our medical staff and Harvey, like I said, uh, getting me right before each and every game. You know, I don't see now back-to-back -back days. You know, spring training stuff because you're going out there, you're having meetings, you can fire up the ankle, but then you're going to have a meeting, you sit around, it gets cold, and you have to fire it up again. I think spring training, honestly, is tougher than a regular season game because regular season game, you're, you know, three hours straight, and then, you know, you're done. You can go ice it after the game, fire it up tomorrow morning or the next day get ready for the game again you go three hours straight spring training you know you're out there for five hours four or five hours standing around not necessarily you know getting after it for three hours straight yeah we, we met you last year on on this show and you talked about your, your journey to get here i mean you were in the, the marlins organization and kind of out of baseball and the amazing story of how your your real estate connection got you back into baseball and you know at this at the time you said well if, if i had told you when you were out of baseball that this would happen like you, you'd even make the major leagues at that point now like from last year to this year did you kind of envision where you are now last year was did, did it work out better maybe than you had had hoped when you joined this organization no i knew you're you trying to find your way yeah, in the big leagues i knew the opportunity was there um and i knew if i came in and just played my game that the opportunity to stay in the big leagues the whole year uh was a viable option and that's what happened so uh now you just build on top of that and be try to be a consistent player that can play every day yeah, I know you went through the spring last year. It's always tough when they tell you you don't make the club. Fortunate, unfortunately, somebody's got to come up. Corey Dickerson got hurt like five games into the season, like, and you two, were in the two, big leagues. Two, two games. You, were, you played two games, Two right? games. Two yeah, games, two games in right. Rochester, and, you know, the next day I was back in the big leagues. Uh, but, yeah, um, spring training got sent down, and it's tough because I'm not the best spring training player uh, ever. Um, so it was tough. I got sent down. It's like, all right, just go in there with a positive attitude and get after it, and then, you know, Two games later, I'm, I'm back. Well, but you, you, I mean, you came on like gangbusters. That that series you had in Colorado was like right when you joined the club. You had a couple of your best games right right in a row. I mean, that had to be a huge, you know, because you never you might get up and you might get sent right back down right away. But it's like, okay, no, that I'm going to make this decision tough. Yeah, I mean, I think when the season starts and it, you know it counts and the lights are on, I'm there to play, and uh, that's when I perform best. Um, and you know. I felt right at home, you know, when I called up. And it was weird when I first made my debut. I didn't feel nervous or anything. I felt like I was right where I was supposed to be and, you know, played well. So uh, it, I didn't feel out of place, and I felt at home, and I felt ready to go. So you'd had a really good year the year before at AAA with Arizona. Not a lot of chances at the big league, so that probably gave you a lot of confidence. Yeah, yeah. Um, AAA played really well with Arizona, and then got called up and got my opportunity and, you know, did well. Uh, and then, you know, obviously they had their guys that they wanted to play the next year, so they let me go and then got over here, knew the opportunity was there, and like I said, just made the best of it. So a little different track. You spent the whole off season in Washington, D.C. You're, you're, you're like a native now. What was the coolest thing you did in the winter? Uh, I got a tour of the White House. Um, got to go to the West Wing. Yep. Um, so that was pretty cool. Just seeing all the museums, but I think the White House was up there. For sure, White House is definitely up there. So, so you did, you you took the opportunity to, to do it all because I mean your, your rehab is limited to what just a couple hours a day. It's not like you're yeah, rehabbing for ten hours a day. We were there from nine to twelve or nine to one. So that's so you had the second half of the day every, yeah. every day. I would you know I would just you don't hang want to, out, cook you don't want to go stir, stir crazy at no the yeah I couldn't sit in the apartment all day. Uh, but uh, not really a movie show guy, so I would, I would get you, out. You were out and about the yeah, city. I'd get out, go see the museums. I went to a lot of Capitals games, Wizards games, so that was fun. So and you're like a local celeb now? No, 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 no not at all. They didn't have not you in the VIP seats on the floor there? No, I never got courtside seats. Ah. I'm working on it. Maybe after this year, maybe after this year. Well, and then, then they use them for the uniform unveil. I mean, it, 
That's right. You were at, That's a, right. A, a, you were every you appeared at every national appearance that we saw in the offseason. I was around there. too much. I would go hang out with the, the the video guys, the promotional team up there, so they used me whenever they could, which well, is fun. I mean, you, you have a background in real estate. I mean, you should you could learn the back. You know, your your playing career comes to an end ten years from now. You could. You're ready to work in the front office. I should have went to go hang out with Mark a little bit more. Mark yeah. Lerner, I commercial we real estate. We told you, you that on the show last I know. year. I know. Have, you, have you had those conversations? Have you had those inroads? Oh, yeah, we talk. We talk all the time. I see Mark all the time uh, I mean, in what, the cafeteria and in the, the clubhouse all the time. What better way to learn? Exactly. Stone, we appreciate you coming by. We were good luck for you with this show last year. Let's hope we do it again. Sounds good. Yeah, look forward right. to the season. Stone Garrett here on National Spring Training Live. We're coming back with left-hander DJ Hers, one of the newest nationals, when we return here to Duffy's Sports Bar and Grill on Clematis Street in West Palm Beach on 106.7 The Fan. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. This is Nat Spring Training Live. From Duffy Sports Grill in West Palm Beach, Florida, on 106.7 The Fan. Welcome back here to National Spring Training Live, Duffy Sports Grill on Clabatta Street in West Palm Beach, Florida. Charlie Slows, Dave Jagger with you for another half hour. We have another Nationals guest, but before we get to him, we have a $50 gift card from Duffy's to give away to a lucky and very knowledgeable Nationals fan here with us. So from our group of fans at the tables in front of us here at Duffy's, here's the question for you, you for a $50 gift card. You've got to raise card. your hand. So You've got to raise your hand, and then we'll point to you and see if you get the right answer. DJ Hers is our guest. Do you know which team drafted DJ? Well, we got way in the back. That was the way first in the back. Up. That's correct. That is correct answer. Chicago Cubs. He stole our first question. There you go. Awesome. So DJ Hurst joins us, left-handed pitcher, joined the organization from the Cubs in mid-July, or actually the end of July, the trade deadline. Jamer Candelario goes to the Cubs. You're one of two players coming to the Nationals. Did you see that coming at all? Uh, no, I, I didn't. I I just remember hearing other guys being kind of talked around, like the trades. And uh, before that, the Cubs invited me to Wrigley with, with a bunch of the other prospects. And we kind of just went and spent the last three games, four or five games up in Wrigley. They let us come to the games. We worked out at the field. So, I mean, I, I thought we were all in with the Cubs. And then um, I just remember we were in Tennessee on the off day. And I went golfing with, with, with my other teammates. 
and we came back, took a nap, and I, w I was about to go fishing with, with two other guys in, in a little river in Tennessee and got a call, and I thought I was getting called up to AAA, and they <laughs> let me know that I just got traded to the Nationals, and I was still kind of asleep, so it didn't feel real. And um, But I, it's been such a great opportunity, and I'm, I'm so blessed for it. So what's the, what's the first thing you do? Did you end up going fishing? Oh, I still went fishing. <laughs> I still as, long, went fishing. as long as it didn't ruin your day. Yeah, no, no. I still went fishing, called my parents, called my agents. Uh, got to say bye to some buddies. And then um, that next day I got up early and drove down to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So is that, I mean, that's kind of be, you know, your, your first kind of wake-up call to the business of baseball. Like, For I mean, sure. it's just, it's like that. I mean, you've, you've probably got an apartment lease and all this stuff, and now you've got to move your whole life to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania at the drop of a hat and be there yeah. to report and pitch. Exactly. Like you see you see a bunch of other teammates that happen and you don't think it's real until it happens to you and so it, it was a it was definitely a surreal moment. So So were you by yourself? Did you gotta go pack everything up? Was I luckily that all? have my girlfriend to help me uh, pack up and we had a little we have a golden retriever. Now we have two but uh, <laughs> So it was definitely tough moving, moving the dog, packing up the entire apartment. So, uh, thank, thanks to her for for helping. See, that. people don't fans don't think about these things. How many days did it take you to get from one place to the other and get situated? As soon as we got the news, we got traded. We packed up everything that night. Next morning, we were gone. Wow! Wow! That's impressive. Yeah. That's a, see, you know, fans don't think about this either. But baseball players, especially if you if you are in the minor leagues. You don't start the season with a lot of stuff, yeah. Because you just because if you get if you're going to get called up from one place to another, exactly. You don't want to have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Did yeah. you have a lot of stuff? I had a lot of stuff. Did she have <laughs> more? Did she have more than you? No, I, I probably have more, but I'm, I'm close to home. So Kodak was like five hours away from home, so I was able to if I needed to take stuff home, I could could go home. So I had a lot more stuff to take, and my mo my mom and my dad actually drove up and came and helped pack up some of the big stuff to take home that I didn't need to take to Harrisburg. So, Where is home? Uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. That's where you grew up, right? That's where you were born. So you've been there the whole all the way through. Yep. All right, so you're in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Did you grow up a, a Braves fan? Uh, Nats fan? I was actually a, a Red Sox fan. Red Sox. David, how did you, you get that? Dude, I just, I just love David Ortiz. He was my uh, favorite player growing up. All right, so could you hit? Yeah, I could hit. At least I think I can. <laughs> we'll never know now. Yeah, we'll never know. So you know Otani in your future? Uh, probably not. No, I mean, you got you to see what you can do. All right. So you were a pretty good two-way player at one point, right? At one point I was. And uh, I was actually going to go to Carolina the two-way. And then I was also going to walk on to play quarterback there too. So well, Yeah, you were quite the quarterback and, and basketball. So, yeah. it was, so what was the rank order? Growing I mean, do you up, think you were better in football? Growing up, we thought basketball was going to be the sport. Uh, I was a really good shooter, and we, crazy enough, like we we never pit practiced pitching. It always came the easiest. Like we practiced hitting and shooting twice as much, three times as much as pitching and whatever else I did. So, so you didn't but, play baseball all year round then? Oh, I played all year round. But for, like for, for baseball or yeah, or baseball how, was how all you, year round. How did you round. fit that in with? quarterback in the football team my, my dad he was wow. he was always traveling every Sunday we were playing baseball at tournaments I mean from when I was four in fourth grade third grade and and I was going from AAU basketball tournament to leaving right away to drive to a baseball game when did you sleep dude I, I don't know man <laughs> so 
that being said, your dad was so much an integral part of your your sports and your life. Did he teach you the changeup? No, he did not teach you. That was actually uh, a, a pitching coordinator with the Cubs named Casey Jacobson, and he kind of just threw that that pitch in my hand. And I, I had a decent changeup, but it was nothing like how it is now. It, it was just like on the forcing grip, and then he threw that pitch in my hands. And I mean, the first pitch, it was just like, all right, we're not we're not messing for most with this guys. At that's all. like so hard to learn. Like the changeup's the hardest pitch to master. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it was just God. Perfect time, perfect place, and I don't know. It was just perfect timing, and and the big thing that that helped me was coming into COVID. I was able to work on my body because I was still 19 years old, so I was able to like mature my body, work solely on lifting weights and getting bigger, stronger. And my biggest goal was like, all right, we saw the potential with the changeup and how it looks. Like, let's go home and let's just master this pitch and. That's kind of what happened in COVID. Now, is it, are you gripping it? Are you splitting your middle finger and your ring finger? Yeah, I'm so trying it's to called, get those it's, called, it's called the Vulcan change. Yep, exactly. So do you know why it's called the Vulcan change? Because it's a little V. Well, that – and are you a Star Trek fan? <laughs> I, I've watched Star Trek. Yeah, Spock was yeah. – that, that was his, <laughs> his sign. So that's yeah. why it's called the Vulcan change. Okay, up. I didn't so know you, that. But you, you would never – you had never, never done that. it before until that pitching coordinator said, try this. Yeah, I mean, never would have tried it. And it was just put the middle finger on that seam and kind of ripped down on it and with the circle change. And it just, I guess I pronate a little bit better than, than most. And, I mean, it was just perfect time, perfect place. So that's what we had read about you and heard about you, how great your changeup was. And then the other day, Thursday, I'm at the workout, and you were throwing the hitters, and the group of hitters – was Nassim Nunez, and just behind the cage, I had introduced myself to him. We talked for a little bit, and he said, that dude's got the best changeup I've ever seen. <laughs> and then he tells me he faced you, Not and then you were telling me, not only, he, he was telling me about last year when he was at Pensacola and you were at Tennessee. Yeah, you are in the same league, but then just before we came back on the air from the commercial break, you're telling me you faced him maybe more than any other hitter during your pro career my, this has been a couple years of just facing each other and he's always been the leadoff guy and it's like oh dude i can't let this guy get on or it's going to be trouble to start the game out so so, so how has he fared against you I, I got his number right now okay so has he stolen any bases on you when he gets on? oh yeah he's stolen some bases oh yeah all right we didn't know much about him rule five pick and then we watched him play the field in the first two games and i was like wow this guy's yeah. blowing me away with his arm his footwork he makes really difficult plays look very, very routine, easy. For sure. I've, I've seen him make some amazing plays, just playing against him six days a week, and then that's what well, we play them two, three or four times a year. So, I mean, I've, I've seen it with my, my eyes, and I kind of let some of the guys know, and I I texted him right when he when we picked him up. I was like, dude, I'm so happy that we're on the same team now. <laughs> we actually were uh, Fall League All-Stars together, so it was cool. That was the first time we were, like, on the same team, and, we just joke around how, like, we're, like, happy we don't got to face each other no more. So, yeah, he's, cool. he's got a great personality, very easy going, and you could tell he loves to play. Oh, yeah. So, for you, first big league camp, what was there kind of like that, uh, has there been, like, a welcome to the big leagues moment that you've had, whether it's you know, someone you faced or how you take it all in, you know, kind of being in that big league atmosphere for the first time? Um, it's just, it's just kind of just taking everything in. I mean, my first day when, like, it was, like, we had bullpens scheduled, like, for, for the first day of pitch, uh, pitchers um, pitchers come in, uh, I was throwing with Patrick Corbin, and we uh, threw together, and then we threw our sides together. So, I mean, 
that was one of the coolest, cool moments of the of the spring so far. And it was like, all right, but it's just more like seeing seeing how the the big leaguers and the guys that have done this a lot of times before, just how they go about things, how they 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 pay attention to detail and just how they go about their business. It's, it's awesome to watch and kind of pick their brains. We are visiting with left-hander D.J. Hurst, one of the newest Nationals. Came over in the trade from Chicago Cubs at the trade deadline last summer. He is in National Spring Training Camp and got a chance to pitch uh, in the game last night. We're going to come back and talk about that and more with D.J. when we continue with National Spring Training Live here from Duffy Sports Bar and Grill on Clematis Street in downtown West Palm Beach here on 106.7 The Fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in to navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. This is Nat Spring Training Live from Duffy Sports Grill in West Palm Beach, Florida on 106.7 The Fan. Live here at Duffy Sports Grill on Clematis Street in downtown West Palm Beach. Charlie Slows, Dave Jagler with you. The first of our four Nationals spring training live shows will be here uh, the next couple of weeks at this location. One other location on March the 16th. And we're glad you're tuned in. This is our final segment as we visit with left-hander DJ Hers here until right up until 8 o'clock. DJ, you made your Nationals debut in the game last night uh, at, uh, at home. You had to wait till the ninth inning, though. There's the closer. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was something different. I, I've never came in relief before, and I was kind of joking. We were kind of joking around with, with the pitching coaches and stuff. But, yeah, that was my first time ever coming in relief. So just trying to figure that out. And then coming in the ninth, we were joking, maybe get a, maybe get a save or a, <laughs> maybe a win. But, no, it was, it, was, it was awesome just being that kind of atmosphere. And um, it was a lot of nerves, a lot of adrenaline, and – I think that first batter, I just needed to slow down, and once they once they got that out, I was right back. I was to say, did caught stealing kind of lock you in? I mean, like, oh, yeah. Millis, it, made, Millis made a nice throw there and usually caught when the runner. I don't get a lot of caught stealings, but once I get that like one break or one thing kind of goes my way, it's like I'm I'm locked in, and it's like you, you shouldn't have did that. But uh, it was it was, I, man, I I love that stuff that pumps me up and. I told Millis, I was like, dude, thank you so much. <laughs> you know, we noticed after your, your strikeout to end the inning, you kind of you had a little you know, pep in your step, a little fist pump. Are you, are you normally a demonstrative? Are you showing a lot of emotion on the mound? For sure. I, I think I show a lot of emotion. I think I just – I pitch I, – I feel like on the mound, like my mental game is like – is probably the best part of my attribute. And I just – it's like I, I have a lot of confidence on the mound, and it's like – I don't know, man. I just it kind of happens when it happens. I don't mean to do it. I don't choose to do it. It just comes out. So I mean, it's just all me. It's a lot of heart. That's great. I mean, you you, you want to have some emotion when you get out there in a situation like that. And uh, and again, 
you say you'd never relieved. You, that's the first time you've ever relieved in, first time as ever. a pro? Ever. In and, high school, travel ball, that was the first time I've ever came in relief. Wow. So it was it was definitely new, figuring out how to warm up. But I think we we did not too, too bad of a job. You work with different pitching coaches every time you play for a different team at the minor league level. So now – you are with uh, Jim Hickey as your pitching coach. What's that been like for you so far? What have you What have you picked up from him at this point? Uh, it's been cool. It's, it's more of just like they're emphasizing just, for me at least, it's that first pitch strike. I get ahead or win that 1-1 count. Getting ahead is just so big for me because I have – or I my big, like, issue is just the walks. And if I can get ahead of a hitter, like, it's it's – it's a big difference of what what goes on in that bat or what what the outcome is. So just being able to get ahead early is like what what he's been emphasizing, and it's been cool. So we've talked about the the Vulcan changeup, and we know you have the good fastball. How are your other your other pitches? Your slider, your curve. What what's the are those guys work in progress? What do you what do you need to do to improve those pitches? So I mean, everybody talks about the Vulcan, but I, I think my fastball, to be honest, is. Is the best pitch I, I have. I, okay. If you look at my splits, it's, it's like I throw 60% fastball, 70% fastball. So I'm I'm really heavy on the fastballs. But the slider is is the new pitch that I, I learned last year from the Cubs, and it's it's like a gyro ball. So it's not it's not like a big sweeper, but it's the pitch that I, I've learned to throw to lefties, and it's my strike pitch. Like I dropped from l- last year or the year before, my my walk rate to lefties was like. 13% and last year it was like 4% because I, I, I had a strike pitch that I could throw to lefties. Will you throw the change up to lefties? I do. Okay. It's, but it's more of a pitch that like if like I need to throw it, I need to throw it. But usually the fastball slider is, is, is money to, to the left lefties. We, we've seen left-handed pitchers in our time and see their numbers sometimes aren't as good against lefties. And I always think about, well, as a starting pitcher, most times a lefty pitches, a manager's going to load up with right-handed bats. So yeah. it's such it, it's a such a different look because you you face so many more right-handed hitters than left-handed. Yeah, and I I, I love I actually like facing right-handers more, and I think my like my splits against like averages or on-base percentage or slugging is actually better against righties because I I can, I can use the changeup more often, and I think it just keeps them off balance. And with the fastball, it's it's just it's been a good mix, and the curveball is starting to come along a lot better, but. Man, I'm I'm super excited with where the slider's been. It's it's that third pitch that I've been ab- able to 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 show to lefties, and now I'm learning with Doolittle that we can throw it to righties, and we're just figuring out how to the cues and stuff for that. What's so that just, been like working with Sean Doolittle? Man, I, I love Doolittle. It's been I've I've started to know him for like two and a half, three weeks now, and man, he he brings the energy and like. I've always been like a big fan of him, and so did you follow his career? Did you know about his career? Yeah, of course. I've, I've played MLB the show all, all the time, so <laughs> I've I've known Doolittle for a while. Was he money with the high fastball in the oh, video yeah. game? Oh yeah. So I mean, nice. It's been really cool to pick his brain, and we're gonna make so much fun of him for that. <laughs> uh, all these young kids—they know you as a video game guy. Yeah. <laughs> so did you play MLB the show? Did you play the 19 Nationals? Were you? The, did you play as the 19? 2019 Nats? I don't think I don't think I did. I, I think I, I always was the Red Sox. Always the Red Sox. But, um, yeah, no, that, that 19 national teams was dangerous. I mean, you, you kind of forget about how many superstars were on that team. It's, it's unbelievable what or how they, like, how they brought that team together. It was, it was awesome. 
And we're trying to do it again. You got to meet Zim the past few days too, right? Yeah, and he's at, me and him. Me and him both had the same agent, so it was cool to like relate with him and kind of talk about that stuff with him. So he's been he's been awesome there. I actually just introduced myself yesterday to him, and um, he told me great job. And so it's been it's been cool, and I'll continue to start picking his brain more. Well, we, you should talk to him about hitting. I mean, if you're if you're big on hitting, <laughs> he'd be right, your I'll guy. take a couple tips. There you go. Mr. <laughs> National, number 11, of course, Ryan Zimmerman. DJ, thanks for doing this. We're, we're run out of time. This went by really fast. It's great good. to meet you. Yes, great sir. to meet you. Good luck. Wherever We hope you have a great year where, wherever you end up to start the year and maybe even see you in the big leagues before yeah, Last year we had Jake Irvin on this show when he was in the big leagues by the beginning of May. That's awesome. right. So it can happen. It yes, can sir. happen. Absolutely. DJ Hers, Nationals left-hander here on National Spring Training Live. That's going to do it for our show tonight. We will be back here next Sunday night at 7 o'clock at Duffy's Sports Grill here on Clematis in downtown West Palm Beach. If you're planning on being down, make sure you wear some Nats gear because when you wear Nats gear here for this show, you get 10% off your Duffy's Sports Grill bill. We'll be here next Sunday, March the 3rd again on the 10th and another show on Saturday, March the 16th. And uh, we'll be back with you on the air for Nationals Baseball on the radio coming up on Friday afternoon. Thanks to our engineer, the jack of all things, Jack Hicks, Donald Hankerson at the controls in our studios in the nation's capital. For Dave Jagler, Charlie Slow saying thanks for being with us for National Spring Training Live on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.